I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of PurePleasureShop.com. I'm April, VP of the cutting-edge sex toy company Hot Octopus, and I dedicate my life to the business of sex. We are on a mission to teach you how to have hot sex, deep intimacy, and how to make your own rules for who you are as a sexual being. Welcome Welcome to to the the Shameless Sex Revolution. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 50% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use code SHAMELESSSEX at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Shameless Sex Podcast. It is post, well, if you celebrate, or um, I know it's, it's, it's a bit of a interesting day, the gratitude day or the turkey day or the Thanksgiving day. Um, I have a couple of friends who choose to opt out entirely and they're just like, I'll celebrate gratitude next week, but I will not do it this day. So however you choose to approach it, is it about family? Is it about whatever? Is it about or stuffing? Or was it just another day? Um, about turkey? Yeah. You left town. You were gone for... Five days. Five days. Damn. I haven't seen you in that long. I was in Bend, Oregon. I withdrawals. Chip withdrawals. I missed you. I know. And I ate way too much food, way too, way too much rich food that I typically, not my tummy's not used to eating. And I was like, oh, I'm, uh-uh. I don't feel nice. You got the gases? I just, I've just had the nauseousness. Oh, well, yeah. And I was grateful. I, I enjoy just having big dinners with friends and... Yeah. Family and friends at our family. Yeah. That's good. Good job. Yeah. I was here and, uh, you know, I'll just say holidays can be hard. <laughs> I just was listening to a podcast about that from Glennon Doyle. Have you ever, she wrote that book, Untamed. Oh, yeah. And I she know has the a podcast. Book, yeah. She was talking about this because she's like, what the fuck do you do when the holidays are around and it just triggers you? Triggers and the fuck out of you. Yeah. yeah. And I'm yeah. like, I'm one of those. My hand's being raised right now. You're it's, like, I leave town. I, <laughs> Totally, yeah. and it's it it's rough because I I just immerse myself though in in cooking the food and and drinking the wine and yeah. champagne. But you had some challenging times. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, it already was bringing up stuff in general, and I have I'm going through some other personal health things too, and so like, have it all at once. And uh, yeah, it just brought up it just made it my capacity to handle the things. Here's the thing with triggering, right? It's like when I have a lot of capacity or my resource tank is full. Um, and that can include like good sleep, eating, I'm eating really healthy, good exercise, um, you know, meditating every day, good relationships with my friends and my family and my partner and all these things. Um, but if that tank is really low and I have some other stuff going on, other health stuff going on that just kind of, um, depletes that, um, then it makes it so that when I'm triggered, I don't have a lot of resources. That tank is low. Whereas if I got triggered when it was high, I'd have a lot more capacity to handle when the shit hits the fan. Um, and, but when, so when it's high, it might not even feel like shit. It might not even be like a trigger. It's like, Oh, Oh, this is a little heavy, but I got this versus when my resource tank is low. I'm like, fuck, I don't have this and I need to go take, do some self care right now. So I ended Thanksgiving by spending some time in my hot tub crying with myself, which just is what needed to happen. And, um, so I did yeah, yeah. last year after Christmas, yeah. I spent an entire day by myself crying and, and going through every piece of my life that I felt like I fucked up in yeah. and trying to better it or, and then I drew took an inventory. The, I took an inventory and it was I was like a harsh inventory, like a mean one to yourself. I, or? I, I definitely, 
it was writing letters to myself and writing letters to people that I feel like I've wronged, sending some of them, um, letters meaning text messages, <laughs> and but mindfully doing so and then driving up the coast of California while the sun was setting with my dog listening to Frank Ocean and fucking crying my eyes out, yeah, being like, therapy. why am I here? Aww. You know, what am I doing for this planet? I'm so fucked up. That's how I was. And this is sad. This is not a sad episode, but that was sad. <laughs> and it was when I was cracked open, I didn't ask anyone for help which I'm not saying is the right way. I felt at that point, like you were mentioning it, that I wasn't resourced yeah. at the time because it was the day after Christmas and most of my friends are out of town or with their families and I didn't want to call them up crying my ass out and I knew that I could, I could, well, legend and I could do it together yeah. and so I went up the coast and threw the ball for him on the beach and it was beautiful and just taking in nature was one of the biggest I, it was so gratifying and one of the biggest changes in my psyche at that time when I was so cracked open and sad, I was just staring at the ocean thinking about how vast this world is and how every every one of us has a piece of this beautiful puzzle that is Mother Nature that we can all contribute mm. in one way or the other. Yeah, I love that. And the, the medicine of, of nature and the healing that is available. And if you live in a big urban area, maybe you don't have easy access. I swear you probably have a bush or something somewhere that you could probably go buy go a connect tree. To. Yeah, go yeah. buy a tree or something. Or just, yeah. I, and sometimes it's an effort to go and get out there. Like we live in Santa Cruz. It's pretty easily accessible. But yeah, I feel the healing power of that. Or, um, you know, for me that night was the hot tub was something grounding. It was something yeah. to help me like pull me down out of my head. And I allowed myself to cry too, which I think is big. And so we're saying this, this is a happy episode. It's actually a really fun, playful, ridiculous episode with our friend Ian Stratton uh, we had a really good time and um, and but we're saying this because I'm sure a lot of you can relate some of you probably are like holidays are great I don't get triggered or I had a really great holiday and some of you are probably like fuck the holidays and uh, we're with you on all sides so I think yeah I think that Thanksgiving is probably my favorite one for U.S. holidays yeah it's my favorite and then it moves into the my not so favorite holidays, but we celebrated yeah. Hanukkah. Oh, because nice. my friends are Jewish, so we lit the menorah. So, Hanukkah Samer to all of the Jewish folks out there. We're on the third day. Hanukkah. No? I didn't even say it right. Hanukkah Samer. Third night. We're on the third night. Of Hanukkah. We are on the third night yes. because we lit it the first night, and I was gone yesterday because I was on a plane. I'm the one that's Jewish too, and I'm like the worst. <laughs> I actually tomorrow I'm making hippie latkes, so that's happening. I love those. Last year you did that. Yeah, oh. Hippie latkes. All right, all right. We should get into a testimonial. Okay. Anyway, okay. Oh yeah, we're getting off track. You, oh, we're, we're recording right now. Oh shit. Oh, no, no, no. oh shit. <laughs> I want to come over for your latkes. Okay, you can. Okay. <laughs> okay here's a testimonial. Testimonial. I just wanted to let you know that I love you guys. My husband started listening and told me about it. We are both hooked now, and we have gone back and listened to tons of the old episodes. Y'all have started so many conversations between us that we never would have had a year ago. We have tried so much new stuff and even tried Uber Lube in our mouths. Side note, it's awesome. Our sex life and relationship have never been better. Keep being you please Aww, smiley face love it that's so sweet keep being lube please. oh yeah just oh, kidding i'm gonna be lube i'm, I'm gonna, gonna be lube. i'm gonna keep being me i have no choice but to be me so <laughs> no i love that i love hearing testimonials from listeners regardless of what you have to say but especially if all of a sudden uh it's cracking you open and you're having more connection and deeper conversations and better sex and you're putting uber lube in your mouth which was an april april trick right that was your, I, your jam. i've used it many a times when i feel like i didn't have enough saliva in my mouth so uh -huh. I would just have a little dib dab and it doesn't it, it's not like I'm eating it I just yeah. which you can 
but we well, don't recommend it. We don't it. recommend eating it, but you, a, you can put it in your mouth. That's it won't what we hurt served you. at Thanksgiving dinner. Did this you? Year. You took shots of it. Right? Yeah, we did. We're like go ahead. It worked very well as an antacid. I'm yes, sure. it did. <laughs> and that is not what Uberlube is sold for. We're going to take this opportunity to dive right into telling you all about Uberlube. If you listen to a lot of our episodes, you've heard us talk about it. But here we are again. Uh, if you haven't tried it yet, by the way, you must try Uberlube. In our opinion, is one of the best lubes on the market. It's a silicone lube that's long lasting, never gets sticky, no flavor, no scent. It is a luxurious lube. It's the kind of lube where you're like, this is lube. You actually want it on your skin and your body. It's incredible. And you can use it in your butt. In your hair. In your hair. You do a in massage. In your vagina. On your penis. All on your things. bits. All your bits. On your hands. Sometimes I put it on my legs when they're dry, my elbows. I will say one thing is, sad when my dog gets greased up after like I pet him and I have some uber lube on and I didn't wash it. I'm like sorry legend I just oiled your hair up but oh, no. he's going to the groomer tomorrow, I don't think they so. did any animal testing no, so they can't speak for this <laughs> it wasn't an animal test it was no. an accident but if you want to try what we think is the best lube ever go to uberlube.com use coupon code shamelesssex and you get 10% off and free shipping this is in the US alone um, but it is all over the world so uh, you can probably go find it in your local sex shop if you're in another country besides the US yeah uh, you ready for a sex question, Chip Chop? I don't know what this is, so I Ooh, will be surprise. participating with our listeners right here. My partner experiences a lot of shame around how long he lasts during sex. I find it hard to climax through intercourse alone, and I am always satisfied through other play. I have no issue with how long he lasts. He often ends sex by saying he wishes he could last longer, used to be able to last longer than that, and he needs to do something about it. I try to reassure him by letting him know that I am satisfied with our sex life. I had a great time. I'm 100% okay with him climaxing when he's ready and that he has nothing to be ashamed about. He still feels a lot of shame and, and thinks that I'm just saying those things to make him feel better. How can I help him work through this shame and enjoy his orgasm without feeling guilty or embarrassed? Totally experienced this before. So I think this is from a vulva owner, is my assumption. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever been with a partner who kept shaming themselves about how long they last, but you were like... You, you try, said all these things are like, no, this is totally fine. I'm totally, I'm totally happy to just be here with you and play with you. And they still continue to shame themselves about it. Well, of course, I think in some of the long term partnerships, when they evolve, there's ebbs and flows where they're like, oh, wait, I used to be able to last so much longer or I like to come or sometimes ejaculate wouldn't come out, but they felt like they orgasmed. So and they would be hard on themselves about it. And I, I've never been hard on anyone else, but I've also been the person that's hard on myself about mm-hmm. not orgasming uh, uh, during sex. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no, this doesn't happen. So yeah. even though I'm not a penis owner, still, there can be pressure. Yeah, and, totally. Yeah. Well, we can create our own our own pressure. And so it sounds like this to this listener who wrote this, you're already doing all the things. You're saying whatever you can to say, I'm totally okay. I'm just happy to play with you. Um, and I mean, that's one thing I like to say, whether it's like when I'm with partners in there, maybe their cock doesn't get hard or... Um, or they they come quickly or something. It's I say like oh all good that's that's totally fine. There's so many other ways that we can play. It doesn't revolve around a hard cock or a cock that lasts really long too. Like you have plenty of fingers and hands. I have sex toys, um, and so saying something along those lines. I'm just happy to play with you. However your cock shows up, um, and but if you're saying all those things. He continues to loop through this whole thing of it's there's something wrong with me. I used to be able to do this. I need to fix this and change this. My another piece of advice is don't take that shit on as your own. Like I know that we want to help people to feel good, and you're probably taking it on as like your job to help him feel better about his thing that he thinks is a pro- is a problem that you're saying is not is not your job. Um, and it to maybe, I don't, I mean, it's hard to do, but I, I wouldn't say necessarily just like step away and just let him go and down the cycle, but to express that, like I'm, 
I support you. I've told you know I I've told you many times that this is totally okay. I, I like I just love playing with you, um, and I'm going to let you know that I also can't really take this on as mine because it's going to stress you out more. Now you're going to be in your head, um, and you know to maybe encourage them like, hey, if you really think this is a thing, maybe go do some work on it. Again, I'm totally happy with it, but maybe go do some work on it. Like Keely Rankin, that episode with her, I can look it up, but um, she did a lot of really great stuff about ejaculatory control. That's like her, her specialty. If you go to KeelyRankin.com, that's her, her jam. Right. And I would also suggest from a sex toy manufacturer perspective and what I know about sex toys, a cock ring that can constrict blood flow, like the Atom Plus or that Adam, that one by Hot Octopus, you can actually put it on when the cock is totally soft. You put each testicle in, you turn it, it kind of locks into place, it puts pressure on the perineum, and then it actually constricts blood flow so it can help folks that ejaculate. And I don't, I'm not saying two, I'm just saying that ejaculate faster than they would like to. It mm. can help them last longer. It can um, help them um, actually uh, it, it last as much as they want to. Not all the time. It takes practice. And there's also other things that can help folks uh, with ejaculatory control, masturbation. There's they could stamina trainers. But, he, but they, he would have to choose it, right? So that's the thing. Yeah. Is like You would say, so w- w- the first thing you said I liked, which is like, I mean, I like both. I like all of April. But the, like, the we thing, you know, if you make it, I think of like, you know, how can we share this together? Okay, this is a problem for you in reminding him over and over again. And also, I would I would um, comment on the fact that he's saying, or is he saying you're just saying this? Or he do you, wishes he could last longer. But is he telling this, this person that wrote this, you're just saying that you don't really believe that? Because that's what it sounded like this person's feeling like. Um, the that the the penis owner partner is saying you're just saying that to, to reassure make him feel me. better. It says but so. Yeah. So what I would suggest is to to let him know. Like I I hear that that's your story, but that's not true for me. So please don't tell me that that's true for me. Like I would put firm boundaries on that shit if that's not true for you. And then if you want to offer it up for you two to explore this together for for your partner to learn to last longer, then you can explore slower sex. You can explore sensation, uh, t- different types of touch. So he um, could do like April saying a math masturbation practice Vibra- or and vibrating cock rings yeah. if uh i believe this vulva owning person i believe not sure it doesn't say uh but it vibrates so the cock vibrates and if you grind on that and you have a vulva it can help you because uh she they were saying um they find it hard to climax through intercourse alone so oh for separately but don't you think the vibrations would make the penis owner co- him come quick more quickly well it has the constriction piece so you can turn it lower Okay, um, cool. But I'm, there's lots of different options, yeah. and they can focus on the sensation, as you were saying. I like that. They yeah. Focus on what you're feeling. I it's love your hands. How they fo- yeah, they feel on my body down. exactly. Instead yeah. of uh, just focusing on how your genitals are, fe- are feeling or performing. Right. Get off the performance train. Uh, if you want to buy any of the sex toys April's talking about, you can go to purepleasureshop.com and use coupon code SHAMELESSSEX. You get 15% off of all sex toys. Hey, hey, hey! All right, let's dive into that buyout. Chippa. Let's do it. Our friend, dear friend, by the way, Ian Stratton is a man on a mission to help liberate others from trauma and unconscious programming, bringing their passions to life. He does this through his training as a somatic counselor, ethical use of psychedelics, and his latest offering and creation, a deep dive program called Altered. To learn more, visit santacruzmedicine.com or altered.life that's a-l-t-a-r-e-d dot life but first 
in or wanting to get into the dating world and looking to meet other open-minded folks who embrace their sexuality, then you have to check out my favorite free dating app, Field. Field is the alternative dating app for couples and singles to explore their desires. At Field, you can share your sexual or relational interests directly on your profile so that people know exactly what you're into. From cuddling and kissing to BDSM and non-monogamy, you can be open from the beginning and connect with like-minded humans in a space created for safe and sexy ethical exploration. Field is the dating app for everyone. With radical open-mindedness designed into the app, you can share freely about your sexuality, no matter how traditional, kinky, wild, or romantic you may be. Just like shameless sex, non-conformity and shame-free individuality is what Field is all about. And here's some more great news. You can download the Field app for free and support our show by going to field.co slash shameless. That's F-E-E-L-D dot C-O slash shameless. Or just click the link in our episode description to get the Field app for free today. Go check it out. All right, it's interview time. All right, everyone, it is episode time. And guess what? We are in person. I mean, April and I were usually in person once new. It's really exciting to see you, Chip. I'm so happy to be with you. Wow, I'm so excited (laughs) that you're excited to see me. I'm happy to see you, and I'm so excited to see Ian. Ian Stratton here in the house with us. He lives here in Santa Cruz. He is a dear friend, and so we finally, we live in Santa Cruz. It's it's kind of a hard place to do in-person podcasts with because, well, most of the educators, doctors, therapists, authors, don't live in Santa Cruz, so most of our things are online. But we get Ian here in the flesh. He's currently massaging April's dog, who's obsessed with it. This dog loves me. The dog is obsessed with you. Uh, and so we are here today to talk about many different things. Um, I'll, I'll do my own my own uh, Amy generalization. I don't even know if this is accurate, but um, a lot about... Uh, masculinity, penis-owning folks, uh, and those can be separate things, um, and how they can step into their best, most authentic, perhaps most evolved or most alive or most connected selves, and how we are going to relate that to sexuality and relationships. And I understand that Ian uh, and Daniel Molner, who um, is not here, and I've taught many workshops with one, one of the best fucking... Te- when I teach with them, I'm like, oh my God, I'm not worthy. I don't know. Do you feel like that about teaching with him? You're like, oh. He's amazing. He's, he's, the, just, he's the best. He's like, amazing. It's so comfortable teaching with him. Yeah, and he's just so talented. And so they're teaching a six-month... I don't even... It's not a workshop. What do we call it? Program. Program. All right. And this is for penis owners. It's for all all genital owners. All gen- Oh, really? Yeah. So like we can April and I can come? You two should come. Oh shit. He just so should hash the first piece <laughs> from the record. It's all like right. anyone. So we're anyone. not just talking about okay, so all right. I so I was already off. See, so you, everyone, okay, you're just winging it with us. Um so we're talking about how all of us can be our highest, most connected selves to ourselves, to partners. Um, and as in, in speaking to um, sex and relationships, mostly, although you do know at Shameless Sex, we have a lot of tangents. And when we're in person, we have a lot more fun and we're all friends here. So we'll see where it goes. But um, we will start with the same prompt that we generally do with all guests, which is how did you get to where you are today in the world of helping people with somatic change and growth? That is a big question. Yep. Uh, I, you know, it really started with my my own realization at some point that I was uh, f- fucking up in life. That I was 
huge, huge shadows and blind spots and, and uh, with my sexuality, with the way that I treated other people, with my own personal integrity. And uh, I, I, at some point, started to kind of see some of it. I met some people who helped me smoke some toad. Oh, that the was toad! <laughs> oh yeah, you're not actually smoking toad. Anyone that doesn't isn't familiar with that. Well, no, so it's a it's a thing from a toad. Yes, but yes, but yes. there's not like t- chopping up little toads. And no. some people might be like, "Oh, you smoke a toad?" No, and it's <laughs> not. It's not that. So anybody in PETA out there? Yeah. No, no, it's consensual they're, for the toad. <laughs> yeah, they're not. What? Actually, I don't know. I guess I don't know that. Okay, that can be. I don't know if the toad said yes, but but what I will say is what we're talking about is a substance that comes from a specific toad that you can milk the gland. And I have not done this. Um, I may or may, I have not experienced it, but I have not milked the glands myself. But I know that you can milk the glands of these toads. And then you smoke it and you will perhaps have the experience that Ian will now talk about. Right, yes. (laughs) It's it's 5-MeO-DMT is is the, the magic that's inside of the toad. And there's synthetic versions of it. If someone ever gets interested in this, I I suggest finding the synthetic version because they don't know how this is actually affecting toad populations. Yeah, like, like if it's consensual and it, well, we don't know that, but like, is it hurting them? Is right. it hurting the yeah the yeah yeah? yeah. So uh, yeah, you could talk about toads for a long time, but that was a huge kind of like a, a tuning fork for my life, and uh, I didn't realize it in that moment that there was going to be all this massive change. But it's pretty easy for me to go back to that time and see okay i can see who i was before completely blind just kind of rolling through life still an awesome person in a lot of ways and then afterwards on a completely different journey of growth and self-transformation and and leading to where i am now which is uh, working with people with uh, somatic therapies and in psychedelics to help them change their lives and then building this program with Daniel, which has just been an incredible process of how to design something that can be replicable so people can affect their lives in a meaningful way. Mm. You two have done Hakomi together as right. Yeah, so we as Ian well, and I have, right. had, have a lot of paths. So we've been friends for a number of years, and a lot of times, this is what I love about Ian. Ian be like, "Hey, I, I've had a crush on Amy for a really Aww. long time." <laughs> Who doesn't? Everyone I know has a crush on Aww, Amy. That's sweet. Amy <laughs> was special. And this probably isn't why Ian always said yes when I asked him a question. It wasn't just the crush. Okay, everyone. <laughs> but I'd be like, Ian, do you want to go to this ecstatic dance? He'd be like, Sure, why not? You know, just like no thought, just like, Oh, you into it and you're a cool person uh, yeah why not Ian do you want to take this Hakomi training sure why not you know so and then there's various other things that happened where an ecstatic dance for anyone that doesn't know because we're speaking to it's like this really fun thing Amy's brought me to a couple of them I brought her to Salt Lake City ecstatic yes. dance and and, yeah. I, and she was like do you want to do this thing so you go in there's no alcohol no beverages of any sort al- no, around no, you can't, consumption. no consumption of any sort no so you, talking on the dance no floor. talking you, you, there's it's silent and then there's this person playing music a DJ of all sorts of I don't know the genre we were participating in in Salt Lake City was interesting and then everybody just moves around each other and and you just do whatever your body wants to do it's there's like it, it's it's I don't know all it's ecstatic it's and it's <laughs> dancing and so you can bounce off of each other but it's not moshing it's really it's, it's so it's, it's super it's, freeing well it is freeing because you could just move your body around like well, and I just went to my first punk rock there's show no shame in and, it and I was like this is very similar to ecstatic dance here where people People are just doing whatever the fuck their body wants to do, and it's so freeing. And, but yet they're sc- also screaming and yelling and crying. And I was like, "This okay." And I'll, I'll, 
Honestly, you guys. can't do that at ecstatic dance, from what I remember, People right? People make sounds, oh, and you there's could. tears, oh. and there's but you're. It's not like, hey, so what's up? What would you do yesterday? You know, on the dance floor, and so very different. But um, I, I, I digress. So no, I just wanted to explain that because yeah. I feel like there's certain things that a lot of folks out there that are from places like where I'm from have no fucking idea where what an ecstatic dance is or what toad medicine would be. They're like, what are they talking about? So I just well, want to. I'm going to be the glossary. And okay? I think what's valuable about what you're saying is the conditioning. Uh, okay, so let's talk about dance. We have been, been conditioned, and not, okay, we as a generalization. A lot of, I'll speak for myself. Amy Baldwin, for most of her life, actually, I was dance shamed when I was 13, first dancing at a school dance, and all my f- girlfriends, who were very sweet now, but then were like, ah, you look funny. <laughs> and for about, like, ten, like yeah, those so bitches. <laughs> I, I still say it to some of them. I was like, you were so mean then. You were such a nice person now. Um, but... So there, but I was programmed to think that there was a certain way to move my body, and if I didn't move my body in that way on the dance floor, and this can apply to sex, this can apply to the way I hug you or walk down the street, then I wasn't normal. You were all looking at me, you were all judging me, and I didn't fit in. And I know, again, we're already on a tangent here, but I think that this is valuable because my guess is part of what your workshop is and as well as the work that you're doing with people as well as what you have learned on your path is that you are getting out of the socially constructed frame of this is what I should be and here's actually who I am in a way that still um, respects and is consensual and supports other humans. Correct? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, I love that that you brought up that uh, that part of me that didn't actually know what ecstatic dance was because it's such a big part of my life now yeah it is. you know so to go back and be like yeah i said yes with amy to go to ecstatic dance one time and then did amy also bring you to your first ecstatic dance situation she did oh you did amy i do a lot of it's impressive I, that's all i wanted to ask because i was impressed have you been doing a lot of ecstatic dance since then i do a ton of ecstatic dance i want to see I you love dance well, i want to see you ecstatic oh, dance. Mm-hmm. you know the interesting oh, thing too accepted. and this leads to what amy was saying is that there's actually a lot of people who have an issue with it being called ecstatic dance because it actually in a way defines how you're supposed to be dancing that your dance has to be ecstatic oh oh, it has to be big and free and ecstatic right where someone is like i might just be feeling like shit today and want to lay on the floor yeah and breathe deeply for two hours to whatever weird uh salt lake city dj you're (laughs) listening to what it was good. That's was the thing one. that I loved about it, though, because I also uh, have a little shame around dancing. And this episode is not about dancing, but going to that was liberating because you could do. I felt I was looking at people doing whatever that whatever they wanted, and some people were doing yoga or just like poses and not dancing with each other. It's more about yourself. It was like an embodied self thing more than having a partner and dancing like at school dances when they all play you know you, you look like, wonderful tonight would come on by Eric Clapton and you have to <laughs> stand next and you be like. <laughs> Awkward. You just dated yourself. Yes, <laughs> I did. Clapping. It's a classic. It's a classic. <laughs> okay. Dance uh, is, a, is a perfect example of this way that we get societally programmed and we take on this, this shit that just isn't ours and it gets on layer after layer after layer. Of course, it happens in sexuality and it happens in every part of our life in ways that we don't even know, which is a huge part of my mission here in life is to figure out how can we become aware of those different patterns and then decide, actually, I don't want that pattern. I want to be this type of person or I want to have this type of pattern and I want to be super clear about every 
part of my life and what I do and why I'm doing it instead of just moving along one step after the other, not realizing why we're like doing what robot. we're doing. Like <laughs> robot. I am robot. I am programmed. You're a yeah. human doing, not a human being. Yeah. I like that well, term. So do you, so would you say that... Um, you're not one of those. You're, you're a human being, not a human doing. I feel like I'm a human doing a lot of times. I'm like, no, I want to be a human being. I'm probably like a human doobie. I'm working on it. <laughs> you're want to smoke some of that doobie over there? The human doobie? <laughs> like that. Oh my but god. It's kind of it's, it's Can we trademark that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the human doobie. <laughs> it's really it's kind of a balance between the two, right? Because I mean, even if you're a human being, like you're probably not just going to, you know, swim all day and 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 climb a tree or even those things are some form of doing and, and so you want to be with what you're doing and and you want to do who you are out into the world, if that makes sense. That totally makes sense. So one of my questions that I was going to ask, because from what you stated right before that was, you know, I, April and I, uh, oh, I like to put her in the same category as me, but I'm pretty sure she thinks similar to me. We like steps and um, we like to like, you know, like the, you know, the heady linear or, or the logical notes version. Well, and also just like step one, you know, is so would you say in your journey as well as what you are offering to teach people, whether it's one on one or in this course that's coming up um, or I guess it's more than a course is the first piece, the awareness. Is it? The, fir- the, uh, the awareness and then the uncovering of, oh, my God, here's all the ways that I look, bring it to sex, right? Here's all the ways that I learned to have sex this one way, and it's fucking up with my masturbation practice or the, my relationships or you know whatever. And so would you say that's a big part of step one is a, some sort of awareness and uncovering of that? Or what are the steps? I, or at least a couple of them. We like steps. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, step I, one. I, I think step one is, yeah, awareness, and and it's going to be right there with a decision, a decision to say, I want to become more aware of myself and why I'm doing what I'm doing. And, and then step two is to get clear and decide, okay, now that I'm aware of what I'm doing, uh, what do I want to do? Like, how do I want to spend my time? How do I want to spend my life? How do I want to express my sexuality? Who do I want to express my sexuality to? Uh, and how do I want to define myself in the world as a person and uh, figure out who I am internally so that I can put that out and express it in a beautiful way? That's just so difficult sometimes, at least for me. I'm such a heady fucker to be like, who am I in the world? <laughs> and even if I, when I think I have purpose, I'll just sort of, backtrack with something that happens because control is nothing you can have. The only thing you can really have in life is believing that there's birth, there's death and there's change, right? Those are the only facts that we have. This is heavy, but I, I, whenever I feel like I have purpose, I'm like, Oh, I feel so committed to this world of like helping people with their sexuality. And then identifying that is really difficult. So is it, is it a precursor or a preface to even the beginning of realizing what you want to do? Is it kind of re- recognizing the conditioning that you've had or some of the, the boxes that you've been put in or you've put yourself in? Because that's something that I want to work out every day because I have shame around how I was and, brought up. And can how- I just add to that? How do you, if it's a precursor, yeah. how do you even fucking figure that out? Right. Like, I mean, we, and we talk about this all the time. So like, I mean, I think I have some of the answers, but I'm curious what your thought is, Ian. On, so someone's brand new. They're like, I want to start looking at myself. How do you even start to look in that mirror? You know, what is that? Like, what does that work even look like? 
Yeah, that's a great question. And I think it it starts with with figuring out what are you doing right now and, and what is the experience that you're having and then looking at what is the experience that you want to be having. And that's the equation that happens time and time again. And I'm curious, April, because you're saying like you have this purpose in life that feels really inspiring to you. You want to help people figure out their sexuality and uh, and help them express in that way. Uh, but I felt like there was almost a, like a, a but in there that you didn't say. Well, there the, the I get hung up a lot of times. I'm 39 years old, and so I get hung up on the numbers, and I don't have children, and I've dedicated my life to exactly what I've I've wanted. But then I I do I, I'll 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 go back and and think about the loneliness or, or have I chosen the right path? And then when I continue to do the work and drop in, which is what I, I think a lot of people, even if they have kids or marriage or, or what they thought that they wanted, their purpose sometimes is more than that. So my whole, my whole, I guess it's, it's this vast, what, what you're offering, which what I'm understanding is this way to sort of give yourself this embodied, not only practice to, I, I believe better your, and I don't know a lot about your offering because I'm going to find out just with everyone else. Um, I just know you and I love you. Uh, but it's, it's this, what, there's no easy fix, right? It's this, this every day is a new day. And so my thing is, my conditioning is, is ingrained inside of me. What are some of the, the things that a person that has similar things to me that's feeling maybe they have purpose, but then it shifts or um, th- there's, what are the practices that I can take in or more of the steps that Amy's talking about? There's the, you said accept acceptance or having the direction um, and then going on. But there's, I feel like there's more than that. Cause I've accepted this. I'm like, I accept myself, <laughs> so, but I'm like, but what's so the she's like, okay, so I did step one. Yes. I got the awareness and I made a decision. Uh, so this is what I really want to do. And then I did step two. Okay. Here's what I really want to do. So how do I define myself? So step three is how do I put that into action? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, Amy's perfect at, 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 at sum, summarizing and what get, I'm trying to get everyone too. We're still talking about sex, y'all, because we are. this applies to it's everything. It's a huge piece of yeah. it, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. I, I didn't mean, really have a question. I just wanted more insight. No, this it's is about great. And, and, and can we, can <laughs> we, yeah, fuck. No, it's not. Can, I swear. We, can we make this the April show for a second? No, no, no. can we make this just, can we, but can we use that as an example Absolutely. to figure out how this would work? So, so, okay. So, you, so, okay. So, the reason that the this program is called Altered. And I know a lot of people are like, what the fuck is an altar? I don't have an altar at my house. You don't have to. It's not about like physically placing crystals somewhere. Well, I was thinking altered like when you get fucked up. I was like, yeah, altered. <laughs> well, that's what oh. it is, right? Because oh, altered shit. is oh, to change see, something, love right? It. I love that. Okay. So like A-L-T-E-R is to change something. A-L-T-A-R is this special place that has meaning and everything on it has a place and a purpose. Right, like an altar, and so you, people build these in the houses. But also, if you go to a church or a holy place, they're going to have some place of focus. And on that, people are going to take a lot of time and care to make sure that everything on it has a place and a purpose. Mm-hmm. And this process of altered is how can we bring that into our own lives? How can I bring this into my own life? How can I look at my life like an altar, like it's this holy place where everything has a place and a purpose? Mm-hmm. And so, if we're focusing on your altar for a second, you put right in the middle, you said, I have purpose. It's around helping people express their sexuality in a meaningful way. And I'm paraphrasing here, but something like that. Yeah. Right? So that's on the center of your altar. You're like, fuck yeah, I've got this. And then as you started to kind of uh, look away from that central purpose, uh, things got a little bit fuzzy. You were like, oh, I'm 39 and I've got kids and I don't know. No, I don't have kids. 
I mean, sorry, uh, you don't have uh, kids uh, yet. Uh, uh, unless I, I don't know that I have them, but... I, but yeah, I think you would. I'm pretty sure I'm, I, I remember think he, that. Ian might not yeah. know if he does, but I don't That's think you know. That's true. I don't know how many kids I may or may not have out there. Um, yeah, he yes. He broke out. <laughs> don't have kids for nine months. Yeah. <laughs> that would be impressive. Oh, my God. Sorry, oh trigger shit. warning. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Back to the valuable No, point. this is... Uh, whatever you're, wherever yeah. you're going, I'm loving it. I'm, like, I'm here with you because... I'm loving this. And so 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 as you that one thing is very clear to you, but as you started to focus on something else it gets unclear. And so for a, if you take a moment, like you're you're identifying some things that may or may not be important to you. And so the question is now you're going to you know sit with this idea of kids for a second and think do I want that on my altar? Do I want this in my life? Is this important enough to place it purposefully there? Mm. So it's like a non-negotiable or like a core value or like this is truly me and and f- I can feel it like in my heart and my being and it deserves to be put on this altar, not just on the back burner, but it takes time to really feel into that. Exactly. And, and it's OK to have something that you're not sure about, too, but clearly define that. OK, here's something I'm interested in. I'm not sure about it. So in the it, and, and I Amy and I have actually spoke a lot to each other about this off of of the recordings where we we will both struggle sometimes with feeling the aloneness. And there's a difference between loneliness and being alone. Right. The loneliness is where you said it. It's the holidays are coming as we're recording this. And I get all of this anxiety. All my family shit comes up. And that's when, right, my altar focus, I I focus away and I spiral. So are there are there tools I, and and I'm I, I'm in a pretty I feel like conscious human when it comes to being healthy and, and practicing meditation, masturbation. That that's my another all form the of masturbation. Asians. All all <laughs> the all of the yeah the things that I feel really that make me feel good. It's just when you have these outside these outside pieces that are inevitable. Meaning you you again you can't control you can't control. It's going to be uh, Hanukkah or, or Kwanzaa or Christmas. You can't control that. It's going to happen. So what do you do with that? And, and do you just do I sit home watching Seinfeld, focusing on my fucking altar? <laughs> <laughs> I have purpose. I swear I have purpose. <laughs> Mantras. My purpose Mantras. Is sex. My purpose, my purpose is sex. My purpose is sex. Yeah, yeah. Will you please help me, Ian? God. <laughs> no, we did. <laughs> And, and the, you know, the, 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 like you pointed out that some of these things that are going to come through are going to be out of your control, like Christmas or, or, or <laughs> yeah. Kwanzaa or Hanukkah or, or Thanksgiving, whatever it is. And what you also mentioned is this, this stuff like your family stuff comes up. Mm. So, right, that's going to be a little bit deeper. And that's something that's closer to your control is your relationship with your family or your idea of family, whatever that is. And so that's really what you're going to and that's what you want to do in all of these processes is. There's, we, if we look at ourselves or each one of our, our issues or things like that, if we look at ourselves like a tree, then oftentimes we're focusing kind of on the leaves, right, and the fruit and the stuff that's on the total outside. So Christmas is on the outside. That's some leaves, right? You know, your family, that's probably a branch. Mm. I think Christmas is like a birdhouse on the tree. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, it has lights. All right. Well, your family's a branch. So. A little more so I'm, I'm just picturing this tree. I was like, fucking Christmas birdhouse. So it's like it's just some bird shit. Yeah, the there's some bird shit on the ground from it. But with something like that, and there's all these tropes, right, around around uh, therapeutic processes. And, you know, it's like, you know, tell me about your mother or whatever. Mm. But there's a reason that people do that. Because if we're going to follow the leaf down to the branch, down to the tree, down to the root, you know, it's probably going to be something around that sort of stuff. It's like, mm. how did your early 
relationships um, affect where your relationships are now and your attachment in this moment. And so part of altered a lot of these processes is going to be a process of following that route down mm. and then processing it, processing it in a meaningful way, which is where um, therapy and counseling and psychedelics come in. Okay, time for a quick break. This podcast is free to you because of one of our amazing sponsors, such as Like a Kitten. Gift giving season is here. And if you want to give the gift of hot and steamy sexy time, then I recommend Like a Kitten's BYOB box. Like a Kitten will ship you a gift box with all of your erotic essentials where you get to choose one item out of each of their six categories. Toys, beauty products, lubes and cleansers, games, sexy accessories, and lingerie. And within each category, you have eight or more products you can choose from. So you can build a sexy experience that's customized to your specific desires. A few items I chose, satin wrist cuffs for bondage play, a cute yet sexy hooded fleece robe, a travel bottle of Uber Lube, and so much more. What's amazing is the box only costs $69, and some of the vibrators alone retail for more than that. So the entire box of six gifts is a steal. And because it's gift-giving season, Like a Kitten is giving our listeners a special offer. Right now, Like a Kitten is running their 69 sale. You can buy one perfect box and get another box 69% off. Just use code 69BOX at likeakitten.com and you get 69% off your second box. That's likeakitten.com, code 69BOX. The link is in the episode's description. Go check it out. This podcast was also made possible by OMGS.com. OMGS is a research-based online program that teaches you all about how to pleasure the pussy. OMGS studied thousands of vulva owners to find out how they orgasm and then made beautiful animated modules and super honest short videos to give you ways to reach even more pleasure. I've been recommending OMGS to my clients for years and it's been changing their lives. We all know pleasure is fluid and ever-changing, so why not add more tools to your pleasure tool belt? OMGS is for everyone. So whether you are a vulva owner or you just love vulvas, OMGS will give you the techniques to get your O face on. There are two seasons to choose from and hundreds of gorgeous videos to explore. So go see what science says about pleasure and visit omgs.com slash shameless. That's omgs.com slash shameless to get $5 off your OMGS access. Again, omgs.com slash shameless. Go check it out. Now back to the show. That's where I, I just thank Mr. Rogers every day for raising me. Oh, thanks, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> I just thank the bugs in my backyard that was killing and for the keeping kitty me litter. company. No, I'm, just, I'm not, not no, the kitty litter. Cat, cat food. food. Sorry, I'm never saying it again after this. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so so bringing this to Sorry, sex. Sorry, Ian, and it was a side no, note. Wait, no, you can, you can make fun of me for eating the cat I'm food I'm never that making one time. fun of you. I just was an only child. I just child. love how I you asked me if I've ever food. tried it. I was like, nope. What was it like? She was, it was crunchy. <laughs> Is it like a cracker? Yeah. I've always but like wondered. a bad one that you don't want to eat again. <laughs> and I was like, have you ever tried kid litter? She's like, no. I was like, okay, yeah, that was they're, ridiculous. They're very different. They okay. are different. Okay. Sorry. Um, okay. So, okay. So I like, I, I also like visuals. <laughs> so we have a tree. So a lot. So I'm, this is going to be a multi-part thing. So I feel like a lot of us, and I'll just, again, myself, I have spent a lot of my life just focusing on the leaves. And it's the simple, simple is kind of a judgmental word, but it's kind of like, oh, Christmas is hard. I don't know why I'm so stressed out. Ah, I don't know what to do. But instead, you're saying you go deeper and then you can focus on the branch. Oh, fuck. It's my relationship to my family. And then you go deeper into like 
further down the branch and, oh, wow, it's my relationship to my mom and, and you know, our history and how she did or didn't show up for us. And I know she tried her best. And then you keep going down, down, down. Is it kind of like that? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. You oh. just keep on falling. Nailed yes. it. And then, <laughs> what, then there's like the roots too. And then they have the roots yeah, wait, though, the which roots? could be, the roots just could be, I don't, I, I mean, well, no, I think there's some, I don't think we know what's in the roots. That's, well, yeah. Is that your ancestry and your lineage of the different things that happened even or before you were is born? is the new you? Right. Ooh. I mean, that's. Oh, <laughs> who gets a gold star? <laughs> you do. <laughs> I mean that's a that's a good a good question and you're following something down that deep. I would say, yeah, your roots could be your relationship with, you know, your primary caregivers, and your roots could also be your ancestors. What's in your DNA and your epigenetics that's coming through and affecting it. And if you want to go wider than that, it's like, okay, what's the soil that we're in is probably our society that's affected by a patriarchy. And, you know, what's what's feeding our roots and creating these patterns and have been for years and years and years. Where's the water coming from? (laughs) (laughs) Is it organic? Is it wine? Is it wine? Is the tree watered by wine? Okay. (laughs) So I'm going to bring it to sex now. Okay. So. Uh, Ian, you told us earlier before we got on this podcast that we can talk about your relationships and your and you already stated that a lot of this has been through your own journey and you smoked some toad and we're like, holy shit, I got some shit to look at. Um, but <laughs> and, and that was years ago and now you you've done many trainings and you have done a lot of deep work um, with in and without partnerships and um, so. I want to speak to your current partnership, and I don't know if we have the permission to use your partner's name, but you did say we could talk about your current partnership, and how you two have some practices that are in the spirit of altered, and I'm curious if you can share a little bit more about that. Like, what? How do you use this kind of spirit of altered to um, stay connected or maintain a really loving healthy fuck healthy wonderful altered program the altered program yeah 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 Yeah, i mean not not specifically the altered program although she's wonderful and she is uh she is joining it with us which is nice and she's the best she is the best and and her name is leslie she's full consent to be included in this podcast and you two do acro yoga amazingly Uh, That's right. Oh, and by the way, the reason why they know each other is because I invited Ian to go, not ecstatic dance, to go do a contact improv class with Daniel Molnar, who he's now teaching with, and now (laughs) him and Leslie are in a relationship. You're the matchmaker. You're fucking welcome, Ian. (laughs) It's true. It's true. I I, I owe most of my life to you, Amy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're forever indebted to me. (laughs) And um, I... I, I, um, <laughs> you're sorry. You're not forever indebted to you. I just get. I get. I get. I am forever indebted to you. I'll, I'll keep paying dividends. I feel like I am indebted to her too forever. Uh oh. Oh shit. Maybe but you're that's taking her care for the plan. rest of your life. You're making girl. me look bad, you guys. No, no, that's making you look great. Everyone's be fearful. We're putting on a pedestal. It's probably all your listeners probably like nodding their head like I feel indebted to you. Yeah, right. They're like, wow. <laughs> or, or stay away from that bitch. <laughs> all right. P.S. She likes to eat cat food. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, okay. <laughs> Leslie Stuckey, she's incredible. Daniel Molnar, he's incredible. Yes, you are the reason and the the catalyst of me meeting both of those people. Woo! And um yeah, Leslie and I, we we it's pretty incredible. I've one as I got into this place, even before I was growing a lot in a really meaningful way, like pre-toad. 
<laughs> which isn't the only reason that that growth changed. It's called a PT, uh, pre-toad. <laughs> but I've always had a sense. There's like different types of people in the world, and and I've always had a sense of wanting to be the best version of myself. And I did a really bad job at that for a while, but I still had that like in my heart. And so all of the partners, or no, I don't know, say all the partners, most of them very lovely people, but I I rarely felt met in that way. Like I really want to improve and be my best. Like self. they like they felt that way too. You mean you mean, is that what you're saying? Like that they were meeting you there. You want to be we're your best not self. Meeting me there. They, they were not. Were so not, they so oh. in that they weren't supporting you being your best self, or that they also didn't want to be their best selves. Or I mean, yeah, I mean, it's or just I'm sure everyone on some level wants to be the best version of themselves, and some of us just wake up every morning thinking about it. And yeah. I'm one of those crazy people. <laughs> and, you know, we're a smaller percentage of the population uh, that have that particular drive. And it's not, uh, there's definitely no good or bad around it because some people wake up and are just content. And that's awesome too. And it's really nice um, coming to the topic of Leslie uh, that there is someone that feels as driven as me, that she wakes up in the morning too. How do I be our best selves? And so when we wake up together, we are able to kind of create this ball of best selfness together and we do this in a lot of ways and the thing that I was mentioning to you Amy is this really it's pretty adorable and super effective and really fun uh, this is for people I mean I, I guess I think about couples doing it but you could do it with a friend totally and if it's it's a way it's an accountability system that's really cool. We call it brownies, like brownie points. Mm. We have this spreadsheet. I could, we could probably give you the spreadsheet if there's like a thing you can post it on to give oh, people. Oh, guess what world? You might get some brownies. <laughs> <laughs> now they're chocolate-free. Anyone's yeah. allergic? Uh, gluten, chocolate-free, organic, <laughs> <Yeah>. non-GMO. <laughs> they're zero calories. Vegan. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> Yeah, I um I calling it brownies has been problematic before because we'll talk about it or one of us will say it and the other one's like, You made brownies? Like, <laughs> get over here. Is there pot in there? <laughs> or I was just thinking about Girl Scouts though. I was like, wait, Girl Scout cookie brownies? No, nope, I nope. think he's talking about a spreadsheet. No, I know he's Call talking brownies. about a spreadsheet. But yeah, you get like brownie points. You get brownie points. So here's the thing is is each person in the relationship, whether they're you know, how intimate your relationship is, will will set themselves some goals and say, Okay, every day or every week I'm going to do this in some sort of way and then you you assign points for it and you get however many points you know we made it so that the points you know the max you could get was 100 each day and then the other person your partner your accountability partner your brownie partner uh, gives brownies like they're they're treats they're they're um, rewards and so you can buy these things, and some are more expensive than others. So a, uh, a massage, a neck massage might be 300 brownie points or something like that. Ooh. But like a trip to a workshop at Esalen might be like 5,000. Oh. We could use this. Shame yeah. sex. <laughs> I'm sorry, use Amy, this. I need a neck massage. <laughs> give you five brownies. Oh, my God. Wow. I so, love this. So wait, but then, Okay, so um, is it already pre-assigned? Are you like choosing what the things are? So if we get here, we get this? Or you once, you, once you hit it, do you, then you negotiate? Or so well, many questions. Here's the biggest. Okay, for me personally, I feel like, I mean, maybe for two people who are really competitive in a really healthy way, it could be good. But for me, I feel like it's important to take out com competitiveness okay. from it. You know, so you're not trying to beat the other person. 
And each person score, you score yourself. So you say, okay, I'm going to try and um, stop eating sugar. Or I'm, you know, I'm going to eat a really low amount of sugar uh, because I think that's going to be healthy for me. And so you'd put that on your brownies and then each day you would score yourself. You'd say, okay, today I did really well, so I didn't eat any sugar. I'm giving myself 10 points or whatever it is. You know, you can make up your own scoring system, but you score yourself, your partner scores themselves. And then based on that scoring system, you can kind of figure out how much your different offerings are going to cost mm. via brownie points. You could do like sexy brownie yeah, I was trying to think of things. Like you could do like, all right, we do 10 minutes of sensual massage or five minutes or whatever, or I want to try sexy fantasy, diving into sexy fantasies of myself sharing uh, just intimate desires and fantasies and then you do this could be really hot or try something new that we've never tried before but no pressure right it's and then it could carry over into a new week yeah it was one of the questions like how how can we put sex in the brownie sheet you could do it i mean on all levels it sounds like yeah yeah do you define it with your partner or partners well this actually this i'm so glad that i'm here talking to both of you because this has come up a lot with Leslie and I and also talking to other people about this process of brownies. But I'm curious around specifically with sex, like is there um, is there some sort of uh, issue around creating a reward with sex like that in partnership? No, I don't think there would be, unless it's something that's uncomfortable for someone, if they're like, that's just a hard no. I got, I got a yes and, and no. But, so so I, maybe? Yes, I agree with you. With what you're saying, and and I think that if what happens in relationship a lot of times is people use sex against each other, and and so maybe this is different from brownie points, but it's like if you don't do this for me, then I'm going to withhold the sex, right. or and so I may, that might be different. But I think what I just it might get confusing in the head if if I do this, I will get re- rewarded with sex or a certain type of sex. And so I guess the question would be, how can you do it in a way? Because I think you can't. I like what April said. It. Yes, I think there is a way to do it. But in a way where it doesn't become, it's balance, I guess. I so how do you do it in a balanced way? I was looking at it, way? though, in a, in a reward system way. I was looking at it as almost like, and maybe I misinterpreted, but as a almost, if you're in kindergarten and you get the gold, sco- the gold stars, literally, which, which for April doing good love, things. Yes, <laughs> where you did, you drew in the lines and you get a gold star. So it's not that you have to complete all the tasks or the, the reading challenges when you were in fourth grade. Uh, so it's, it's, there's, but you, if, I believe if you would create these things together where both people are comfortable with what it is and it doesn't have to be specific, it's try something new or have a date night or have a, an intimacy night. When people have a lot going on, and that could be really challenging. So doing the brownie points and then whatever the rewards are, that I took I took as to be as, as to be a different system. Or if you earn a hundred points each non-competitively, you receive something, and maybe that is a walk on the I beach. Think, or- I think I get what you're saying. Okay, so how about so so April and I we have a brownie chart, and on there says if someone organizes a date night, just someone. And, and we're not saying what it is. It doesn't have to be like Eslin, you know. <laughs> but someone Fancy. organizes a date night. They get 10 brownie points. And that gets to go in your points. And it's, it's still somewhat ambiguous or open. But it's not like if someone gives a blowjob, you know. Like, totally. Not like, not like that. But if we make it as like a, if someone does something really wonderful for themselves or the other person in a way that can be sexual, erotic, sensual, kinky, or just romantic, ro- romantic yeah. or loving, then they get some points. 
Um, but there's not this r- refined thing of exactly how it is. And then that's my other fear is, oh, you didn't get it right. Well, the ambiguity piece. I said you piece, had to do it this one way. That's where the ambiguity yeah. piece where it's, it doesn't have to be we do anal when someone might be like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. So it's like we try something new. You get new. 100 brownie points Or we anal. try something new, right? So something new sexually. We we. Yeah. And that could Someone be initiates sucking it. a toe. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. Someone buys a new sex toy. They get 10 totally. body points. And then in, it doesn't mean that we have to try it or we have to love it. But we, we at least we explored and someone took that initiative. And then well, this is really yeah. interesting because uh, you're talking about this idea of, of gaining brownies through the possibility of, of like a specific action, which is cool. Um, and, and <laughs> that's how we work. <laughs> <laughs> well, or the way that, that we've been doing it, I'm like curious about this. Like, oh, I'm going to add that in. But the way that we've been doing it is that, that you set a goal for yourself mm. and then you decide how close you got to that goal. Uh. And I then, like that, And then though. you score yourself. Okay. But those and can tie in together. Those two things, then, the mix of what we said with, I, I like that even better. You're talking about brownies 2.5. Well, well, and then well, it's interesting because the specific actions are usually the thing that you buy. So you, so you're on this. You have this goal for yourself. You set it out. You set how many points it is. You achieve it to some amount, um, or or probably several of them over time. And then you buy like the specific action. Like I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm gonna do your laundry for you, or I'm gonna go shopping for you, or something like that. So it's Aww. not monetary necessarily. It's you buying it. Out of an action, uh, mean, uh, an yeah. act of service of some sort, right? Or you're like redeeming, yeah, redeeming, yeah, you're like redeeming, like a, yeah. credit and yeah. debit situation. Yeah, it's do, almost do, always we're for totally an act doing of service, this. Yeah. April, I'm going to debit you, <laughs> but that and I think the piece that I loved though that you were talking about is the non-competitive piece because yeah. I'm so fucking competitive, <laughs> and I'd be like, well, or tit for tat. And that's, but that's Ooh. the thing, and that's what I need to work on as well. And I know that there's folks out there that are like me. You're not very tit for tat at all, Amy and Ian. I don't know. I've never dated you. But I'm si- assuming maybe that could I- change, April. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's altered already. So, it's <laughs> but it's like, so you don't get held up on if you've done a lot more in, in the, because this isn't even necessarily in partnership. If Amy and I have, it's like if one person does a lot more and they're they're grading themselves, and I'm like, Amy, I had like 200 points last week, and you got 25, <laughs> and you're like, Well, I had a really hard week, and I'm like, Well, I'm here for you. I'm gonna get 500 next week just for you. <laughs> just now that I'm here for you, I yeah. have more points. <laughs> Sucker. I, but I think that's this is really cool. And what do you? How do you want to set it up though? Is just give me a visual. Is this something that you do a, on a board? We need like she a calendar, a, ch- a chart, like a white a whiteboard <laughs> with could. a, a I mean, magic we, eraser. Yeah, and I think doing it analog <laughs> like that is actually really really fun and really cool. And it could be a way where it might be more motivating to like sit down by the the whiteboard at the end of the night or something like that and and sit down. And that's all these systems work. Really, the system that works is the system you use. And so, you know, this, like everything else, you have to do it. You got to sit down at the end of every day and, and figure out how did I do with these things at the day. And then it's nice if you sit down with your partner and then you can talk about it. And there can be that piece of support. Like, oh, I had a really hard time. Like, oh, okay, what what was challenging for you? And, you know, what 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 can you try to do differently in the future or how can I support you or do you just need a hug? What's so interesting to me, so I, I have um, some of the clients I've worked with, um, they've shared like the just the littlest bits of info that I've shared with them that I learned from someone else. I did not make up. You know, I learned from some other teacher who learned from some, some other teacher. And, and one of them recently shared that just sex life check-ins with their partners how much that changed their lives. You know, people have been married for a number of years and just checking in whether it's weekly or daily or just once a month or every other week or whatever. 
hey, how how are we doing? How are we feeling here? What are our wants, needs, and desires? What's also kind of like not feeling as good as we want it to? And what are we potentially desiring more of? Or and and that in itself is has changed our lives. And so what you're talking about is just like another formula for ways that we can meet each other, tend to each other, take care of each other, and also feel more alive and fulfilled. And they are like they're kind of simple. Like they're they're not like these big. Well, I mean, we just we kind of just made brownie like five but, <laughs> but yeah. but they really aren't just just like and coming and then coming back to this altered thing is expanding beyond. Like, you know, I didn't come up with sex life check ins on my own. I had to take trainings. I had to put it into place. And so many of the other things and teachings that we talk about on the podcast, mm-hmm. April and I have learned from other people. And this is why we highly recommend. Working with other people, whether it's coaches, therapists, one, you know, one-on-one, whatever, taking workshops and courses and all of those things, because it we're we can only see what we want to see. I buy the books that I want to read, and then I sometimes don't even read them, and I watch Netflix instead. You know, so it's like that th- we can only be so much for ourselves than um, is available. And so um, I want to bring it back to this altered piece here. Then, so so folks, you're saying all genders, all bits. So we got we got and bulbs, couples as well. I'm couples, assuming singles as well. All the humans they come to altered. What can they expect from this? It's not a workshop. You had a different word for it. I already lost it. It's a program. <laughs> program for six months. What can they expect from this? Yeah, that's thank you. And one of the things that you brought up there around this idea of like you buy the books that you want to read, and it it sparks one of the most important parts of the program, which is around accountability. And that's why this brownies program is similar because it's about accountability. And even just grabbing your friend and saying, "Hey, I want to do this thing. Can you check in with me?" A week later can be really empowering. And it's one of the biggest parts of this program because. The whole thing is done in uh, in a community. You know, we create a cohort of people, and you're in it. You're with these people for six months, and in between each of the modules that happen every month, you're checking in with your accountability partner, which switches after each time. So you know, you don't <laughs> happen to get stuck with someone that you don't fit with, and you you every week you're coming back to that person and you're saying, hey, what do um, you know, here's what I'm trying to do and this is how I'm going to do it. And so what this program really consists of, and this is actually just altered 1.0, this thing is going to grow um, to a whole different type of experience. Um, but right now we're bringing it to a level that people are more used to. And so we're doing day-long journeys every month in the program. There's four of these. They're eight hours long. And then there's a, a commencement thing where we all join together there's a graduation ceremony at the end where you bring your whole community in and you make these commitments to them for the changes in your life. And we walk you through this process. And the, the idea is really to figure out what are, your, what are your dreams, what are your desires, what's your life purpose? Clarify these things and then figure out what's in between you and them mm. and then figure out what you need to do to shift that. It's this idea of evolving intentionally and becoming the person that you want to be. And intention is, is really the important word there because that's what Altered is about. It's, it's a sense of we all have a pretty dusty, messy altar. We're not really mm-hmm. paying attention to, you know, we, we look at our physical life and some people's houses are cleaner than others. But on our own emotional and mental space, it's it's a... But there's just layers and layers of really needing to define and get clarity on these things. Hmm. I have a I have a, a question 
before we, and I don't want to end a podcast because I'm sad because I love hanging out with you. The one thing I've encountered a lot with, with folks, especially, so I'm 39. We're, we're all in our mid to late thirties. Ian's the baby in the room. Ian's the baby. (laughs) Sorry, Ian, I don't know how old you are. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's not important. He's over 30. It will say that. (laughs) But I, I encounter a lot of young young people specifically women that struggle with finding their purpose and and they get really sad i I don't know what i want to do april and and i try to so my question here is is with this platform is it does it help people kind of focus and and sort of fine-tune because someone someone might just be lost and they're going through the motions and and you can read all the books or you can direct them in certain ways and you can try to handhold and 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 go to therapy and, and do these things but I like this this the, the altar sort of even for partnership like creating an altar in uh, uh, in not physical but it could be but this this concept to me is really beautiful could could this program help folks like that as well? Just get clear and and and, and focus and drive because I'm going to recommend that to all of them. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm like, not kidding. I'm like, like, I got a whole like, list. Of people I'm sending you. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. And that's really this this program can help people who are on different, vastly different stages of their path. But if you don't have clarity about what's going on in your life, great. Like, come in here. That's what the first module, the first eight hours is all about. And we're going to use a lot of these practices. You know, Daniel is the movement uh, guy. And so we're going to get embodied in that way. And then I love journeys, whether it's through um, psychedelics, which we're not using in this form of, um, of altered, although... Um, we are because we're going to do breath work. And so it's this deep therapeutic process where we can dig in. And um, it, it, for those of you who don't know, breath work is, is um, a, a way to create psychedelic states just with our, just by breathing. Um, and uh, holotropic is the best known one by Stan Groff. And it's a way to allow your the natural wisdom of your being to to come out of you and that's what breath works and psychedelic and and all these things are about so if you don't know then this is going to help you find that knowing in yourself Hmm. because if you're just talking to someone about it i mean that's helpful but you're still just up here in your brain which is all coming from these patterns and beliefs and you're out in the leaves right and so this process is really again helping you go down the branch through the trunk into the roots and really find your truth inside there and then be able to bring that on your life. And is this in person or is it, uh, is it only in person in Santa? Is it, uh, online? Because I think I missed that piece. That's a great question. This yeah. one is, is only in person. In person. And yeah. this one is, so please let us know, uh, in, in, in closing, how can folks find you and your work? Uh, how can they get on board with the altered altered program Mm -hmm. that's not getting fucked up y'all okay (laughs) no it's the altered uh and uh, and the dates and and anything else that you want to share please yeah yeah it's really really easy you go to altered.life and that's a-l-t-a-r-e-d dot life and all of the information on what it is and uh, giving you a, a greater sense of what you're going to get from it is on there and also how you can sign up for this next one that's coming up. And also you can uh, you can just sign up to just stay tuned in to this process because it is eventually going to grow to a year-long program that does include uh, psychedelics in a, in a legal fashion. And... Um, and it, everything's there. Altered.life. It's super easy. And also, um, if you're interested in 
um, somatic counseling and uh, and doing that work with breath work and with psychedelics, go to santacruzmedicine.com. I've wanted to attend to so many of your breath workshops because you, you give them in Santa Cruz, but then it was COVID. So I know that you're, I've heard nothing but amazing things about the work that you do for people. And Amy's talked about, and I've never done a breath work shop at all with, with myself only in meditation and focusing, but it is transcendent. It's the natural, I always call it the medicine of your body that you have. I mean, as long as you're in an oxygen, you know, plentiful environment, at least if you're in outer space, sorry, you're going to have to, (laughs) you're going to have to moderate that a little bit because you want to save or underwater. Yeah. It's Um, it's powerful. And don't you use it? You also, and we have to close, but you, you also will use it a lot of times, like as preparation for people to kind of move and release energy and then you move into more of the um, therapeutic tools in terms of because you're Hakomi trained and you're trained in IFS and a lot of other things what's IFS can you please internal family systems thank you Um, yeah just they're various therapeutic methods that do not have anything to do with psychedelics they're their own thing Um, but and and I'm a firm believer and you've heard us talk about this a lot on the show that we believe in embodied therapy and yes talk therapy can be nice it's nice for me to talk about myself and 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 some you know it, it some people like to like that and che- they choose that and i think some for some people it's helpful i think for a lot of people it's just scary to go inside and feel all the feelings and then when you work with someone that helps you go inside but if you do breath work before and that shit cracks you open well here you go now you're ready to go so that's i think it's something that you offer too is that it can be part of the therapeutic thing and so um, as april's asking that for people, yes, your workshop is in person in Santa Cruz, but you do work with people online as well, correct? I do. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I work with people online. Most of my clients are online right now since COVID, although I love working with people in person. And yes, April Breathwork is incredible. Come to me. We'll do a free session. <laughs> You'll get to see the magic. I'll it's the you. I'll pay you with <laughs> hot octopus toys. Okay. And no, I wanted to do it so many times. And every time there's always been something preventing me from getting, to, well, I mean, a pandemic, a global pandemic was really the huge preventative piece. So anyway, I just want to say, though, to folks out there that maybe are not familiar with any of this work, it is something that it can benefit you no matter who you are, where you are. And something to just tap into and kind of open you up and 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 probably get you to a zone where you will be um, happy that you listen to this podcast and that you that you met Ian Stratton right here and maybe Daniel Molnar <laughs> and maybe Daniel Molnar <laughs> yeah. who I still haven't met so goddamn it someday oh yeah someday April a while ago was like didn't you say that um Dan- Daniel Molnar and I you that they we are we're really similar to you I'm like no not. At all. And I was like, you did? I swear you said that. She's like, no, I just said that you handled teaching workshops or something like that. Like, yes, I'm going to teach them. I was like, yeah. no. I was like, oh, I misinterpreted that. <laughs> Egotistical bitch. And Dan, and Dan, that's, I'm talking about not, myself. It's not an insult to anyone. It's, it's like April's like, you know, just super high energy. And Daniel it totally can be. But he is, in my opinion, and he is, in my opinion, one of the most like, and he's done so much fucking work. I mean, he's, he's in his fifties. He's done a lot of personal work on himself, and and he um, he's just is one of the most real, loving, authentic men, like penis owners I have ever met. And I'm sorry, partner, you're wonderful too, and I think that you are one of the best humans and men I've ever met too. Like I actually I, I do feel that way about my partner and Daniel Molnar is fucking magic. And so are you, Ian. <laughs> and I'm so glad you guys are offering this. Remind us again of the websites and how to sign up just one last time. Yeah. Uh, Altered.life is how you get info on the the, uh, the program, the journey. 
and santacruzmedicine.com is my uh, personal website if you're into personal um, <laughs> counseling. And I'll, I'll also send both of you some links to uh, different uh, breathwork things that I think that people really like and that they can do on their own too. Nice. Nice. All of those <laughs> links will be on our website. So no worries if you're driving and you don't have a pen. And to all of you out there, I'm going to breathe into my glass of wine right now because apparently that's like natural decanting. Okay? It just <laughs> decants it naturally. So if you don't know, now you know. Go to marginswine.com. Amy and I love our bottles of Margins Wine. That is boutique wine made in the fabulous state of California, most of which is small back, bat, small back, small batch. That's really small back. <laughs> but it comes from unrepresented regions. So very unique, beautiful wine. Great gifts if you want to give something, someone that, enjoys wine, the gift of some margins, you should go do that. Mm-hmm. All right? Go do it. Go do it. And I'll do one more invitation for you. If you haven't done so yet, go on iTunes. Search for Shameless Sex on the podcast app. And give us five stars and re- we read every single one of the reviews. I don't read the bad ones because Amy knows I, do I cry her, at night. She, she does it. <laughs> and so give us five stars. We don't, don't read them. Them. we don't get a lot of them. We don't get a lot of them. And we please don't give them to us. <laughs> <laughs> no, the reason we ask and prompt you to uh, actually rate us on iTunes, it's because it helps more folks out there in the entire world find people like Ian to help themselves to get themselves back to the way they want to be or forward to the way they wish to be. So just remember, it helps everyone, and we love you. Thank you for being part of the Shameless Sex Revolution. We'll see you next Tuesday. I'm breathing into chat for now. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use code SHAMELESSSEX at purepleasureshop.com.